Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The most disappointing <laughs> holiday of, the, I, would you say season or year? I think birthdays, though, are up there. Birthdays, every birthday. Uh-huh. Uh, Groundhog's Day has not disappointed once in the past 10 years. That's, That's right. my favorite. Flag Day. Flag Day is amazing. Yep. Arbor Day, a great day. Sure. But New Year's Day, you know what? I hope everyone had a great New Year's. St. Patrick's Day tends to be pretty positive. Yeah, that's my, a good one too. Yep. That's a good one. I like it. Super Bowl, it's a <laughs> holiday, but I sure like it. Guys, these are more memorable moments. Have fun. Thank, Thank you, you for you so listening. Much. From July 19th, Burke Kreischer. Sim has insisted that you yeah, tell please. the machine story. Have you ever heard it? I, I've never hyped up a story before. I don't okay. like doing that. No, <laughs> no one no, likes no, to hype. Yeah. No one. But I remember listening to it. I'm sure you've told this. I don't know how many times, but I, I forgot whose podcast it was. But Joe Rogan's the first one I told it. It, on. must, it must have been Rogan's. Then. Yeah. Uh, when I was 22, I got involved with the Russian mafia. I went to school at Florida State. I was not a very good student. Like. I used to think Anne Frank and Helen Keller were the same person, just to put it in perspective. <laughs> like, I'm not a bright guy. Like, I'm just a reg- I signed up for a Russian class thinking it was Spanish, and it took me three classes before I realized, I don't think this is Spanish. So I got up to leave, and the teacher, who was hot, she lives in Hong Kong now, she stopped me. She was a little bit older. She was like, listen, I need 14 kids to teach this class. You're the 14th. If you leave, I can't teach this class, and I can't get my master's. I need to teach this class in order to get my master's. So if you sit back down, you don't have to do anything all semester, I'll just give you a C. I was like, Strasvutia, bitches, I'm back. <laughs> so I took Russian one, two, three, and four, never learned a fucking word. Four what, what did you do during class? Because that was probably back in the day when we didn't have like iPhone, whatever. Like Just sat there. Just sat there and listened to people snort a language out of their face. <laughs> like, did you get stoned? Like, I, I would go, I'd be coming high. I, I didn't have to do anything. I, Russian 4 was taught in Russian. Because when I was bored during a class... Do you have any idea what it's like to go to a class where they're I, teaching a language just, and you're just sitting there like an immigrant at the DMV like, huh? Huh? Yeah. I, I, but I would like write letters to like my friends that were studying abroad. Like I would, or like write in a, like that's what I would do. I didn't write in a journal, Anna. I just fucking got high and sat in the back of a class and listened to a language. I would have dreams in Russian. I couldn't speak the language, but I would have dreams that people were talking to me in Russian. That's how much Russian was in my life. And in every dream, I go, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. And so then at the end of Russian 4, same teacher pulls me aside. She's like, we're taking a trip to Russia. If you go, you'll get a minor. What? I was like, you know, I can't read, speak, write, or understand the language. She's like, I am fucking well aware of that. <laughs> I was taking a class in a test with which I was unfamiliar with their alphabets. So, like, can you imagine having to make up hieroglyphics every test? Just go like, the answer is star hashtag shoe. So she goes, doesn't matter. All the classes you've taken, if you go, you'll get a minor. So I was like, fuck it. Let's go. So we went to Russia in 1995. What year were you born? Oh. First talking to Carly. Yeah, Carly, I apologize. Uh, in 1995, the mob ran everything over there. The wall had fallen, and the black market had always been there, but now the government has shifted, and now the black market, the mafia, ran everything. And they told us that our first night. They're like, we've paid off the mafia to keep you safe. I'm in the back like, uh, this trip just got fucking awesome. They're like, in exchange for our money, they're giving us two young gangsters. Word for that in Russian is banditi. They go, these banditi are going to live with you. They're going to walk you to class, walk you back from class, take you on field trips, walk you back. Live with you. Don't speak to them. They're in the mafia. I was like, oh, they're going to be my best fucking friends. I'm a frat boy from Florida State. I'm like, oh, it's fucking on. I grab a bottle of vodka, a six-pack of Baltica, put on my fanny pack, walk over to the door. That night, first night, and I planned a sentence. I was going to say, Strasvutsia. Minyasvut Bert, Ochimbriatna, Yarabotayu, Koshka. Oh, yeah. It means, hello, my name is Bert. It's very nice to meet you. But then you also made a 
banking gesture. I, I so work I was pussy. interpreting. Yeah, that's right. You kind of. Okay. It really means I work with cats. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't know the language. I thought I'd get it if I did enough spanking motions. Meow, meow, bitches. So, door opens, and I'm face-to-face with a real Russian gangster with the wife beater and the tattoos with the track pants and the cigarette, and he just looks me up and down. A frat boy from Florida. Burgerstocks, fanny pack, widespread panic shirt. I mean, and he looks at me, and he just goes, shtoll, and I panicked. And everything I plan on saying flooded out of my head, and all I said to him in Russian in his doorway was, I am the machine. And he started laughing hysterically. You got to remember, a little sidebar to this story, they didn't have slang in communist Russia. So when you said, I'm the machine, you meant, I'm the fucking machine. And he's like, what did you say? I just said it again. I'm the machine. <laughs> he brings me in a room full of nine Russian gangsters all drinking and smoking. And he goes, everyone, goes, everyone stop. Tell them what you said. And I'm like, I'm the machine. <laughs> they look at me, they look at each other, and they're like, fuck it, he's the machine. And we did shots all night long. And all, all I knew how to say in their language was, I'm the machine. And I fucked cats. Anyway, anyway, the, the, the guy that answered the door, his name was Igor. He was my best friend. We did everything together all summer. We ran a pool hall scam. We stole a boat. And then one day, the whole class takes an overnight train trip to Moscow. And I tell Igor, we were really close. And our rooms were right next door to each other. So I tell Igor, uh, hey, man, we should share a cabin on the train so that we can like hang out. And he's like, oh, I can't go. I said, why not? He's like, different mafia runs train, different mafia runs Moscow. I said, well, wait, what's that mean for me? He's like, don't worry. I had to set a banditi, they'll take care of you. Sure enough, we get to the train station, and he introduces me to my two new gangsters, Igor and Igor, and he tells me, he goes, he goes guys, this is the machine. If you give the machine vodka, you'll have a great time. And the, and the bigger the two Igors looks like a kid on Christmas. He's like, oh, I can't wait to play with the machine. He grabs me. He goes, the machine sits in first class. I'm like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Pimped out. First class has got booze. It's got food. And here's the real gangster part. Second, the train takes off out of the station. Everyone that works on the train comes in to pay their respects. Do a shot. The conductor walks in. Rips off the stars and stripes to his shirt. Places him on my lap and goes, this is a present for the machine. It would be an honor to do a shot of vodka with the, the machine. machine. I am 22 years old thinking, oh, these machine stories might have gotten out of control. <laughs> Literally, we drink all the booze in an hour and Big Igor just stands up. He's like, machine, we go to the bar cart to get more vodka. I'm like, fuck it, I'm in the mob. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. We roll into the bar cart like a big dick in a locker room. Just, not that I've ever been that guy, but I've seen it. Igor says to me in Russian, he goes, machine, go behind the bar and grab bread in Russian. In Russian, and I understood him. For a second, I'm like, I'm fucking learning. I'm learning the language my way, not through flashcards and textbooks, but by joining the mafia. I'm behind the bar lighting up. Like, Igor, I know what you said. He's like, go for your machine. Can the machine find cheese? And I was like, Sir, cheese, give me another one. He's like, grab vodka. I was like, I already know that one. Give me another one. He's like, grab the money. I'm like, huh? He's like, grab the fucking money. And I realized at that instant, we're robbing the bar cart, and I'm the one doing it hooked on phonics style. <laughs> Grab the shit, walk out. Two of my classmates see me and they're like, you're in so much fucking trouble. Go back to our first class cabin. And within five minutes, the head chaperone of this train trip, not the whole trip, just this train trip, she was an English teacher who did not speak Russian. She swings open our our first class cabin door with that like liberal arts confidence, you know? She's like, this shit is over. Just lights up. You're done, mister. Stand up right now. And Big Igor looks at me, takes a big sip of vodka, spits it in her eyes and goes, no one talks to the machine like that. (laughs) Slams the door in her face and goes, fuck that bitch, this is Russia. (laughs) Don't worry, machine, when it gets dark, we have good time. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing when it gets dark? 
reaches into his pocket, pulls out a ring of keys, and he goes, we're robbing the whole fucking train. Now, here's the really interesting part to this story, in my opinion. I told that story on Rogan maybe like four, five, six, maybe seven years now ago. And I told her a bunch on the road. And then I, I told her my special, and I posted it on Facebook. I, I, the first day, I had like 20,000 views, and then I had like 15,000 shares, which seemed like a lot. I was like, that's odd. And then the next day, I had 3 million views. I went, whoa. And then that night, I had 7 million views. I was like, wait, what happened? And I looked at it. What had happened is one of the top comments is left by a woman uh, who was in my class. And her comment on the story was, this story is 100% true. I was on this trip with him. He fucking robbed us. And then she tagged everyone in my class who all of them were like, yeah, he fucking robbed us with the mafia. This is true. This is a true story. And it went beyond viral. But yeah, I, I did have to rob my class. <laughs> I did rob my class and the entire train. We robbed everybody. We robbed everybody. And then we drank all night. We partied until like six in the morning. We pull into Moscow, hammered. Ha the top five drunkest I've ever been in my life. Train stops, sun's up, door opens. Same teacher, not mad, which is curious, right? She looks at me smiling and goes, I want to be the one to tell you. They've alerted the police. And I look out and I see two cops talking to my whole class. They're in their pajamas. They're upset. They've been robbed. I get it. <laughs> Apparently, they've never heard snitches get stitches. Big Igor looks at me completely unfazed. He's like, don't worry, machine. I thought speak to the police for both of us. Goes out to the cop and cop taking a statement. Taking a statement. Cigarette in one hand, bottle of vodka in the other. Grabs a cop, spins him around and just starts going, fuck you. We fuck you in the mouth. We fuck you in the ass. We I'm like, stop with the we shit. I'm not fucking anybody. <laughs> like, I'll hold him down, you know, I guess. But like, I'm not going to fuck him. And now the cop's staring at me and I hear him bark out, which I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound like, you're okay, stay there. <laughs> I walk to the cop who's standing in front of the class I just robbed. Next to the gangster, I robbed them with. My only thought being, this isn't how I plan on spending my second junior year. I get five steps from the cop who looks impatient. He takes two big steps, grabs me by the arm, spins me away from my class, away from Igor, gets right in my face, and he goes, so, I understand you're the machine, huh? Nice, tonight you party with us. And I was like, what? He was like, tonight you party with us. Do you like strip club? I was like, fuck yeah, I like strip clubs. I was like, wait, I'm not in trouble. And he gets so close to me, I can smell his morning cigarette. And he goes, no, fuck that bitch. This is Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked Russians. <laughs> It was uh, such an interesting experience. I had this moment where we could get this thing made, and I had a great piece of advice from someone as it was coming out. It was shelved for a little while because it had so much cocaine in it, which <laughs> being ahead of its time. Uh, it was both behind its time in that it took place in the 80s and ahead of its time in that cocaine's back. <laughs> but uh, the piece of advice I got was just own the whole thing. Uh, I had the idea with a friend of mine and we brought it into a studio and they made it. And there are plenty of people along that trail that you can kind of, I've noticed this in Hollywood, like a lot of people will say like, man, that would have been perfect if just the studio hadn't done this or if this producer hadn't said that. But truly, we had the idea. We, you know, helped work on the script. Uh, you know, we cast it. We did every part of it. And you were like, oh yeah, that sex goddess 
Anna Ferris must play my twin. My sister, right. <laughs> By the way, a short, quick aside, I went in to read with Anna for What's My Number soon after, and we had this real brother-sister relationship, both on and off camera. And in the audition, I had to, like, make out with you. Uh, and it was, I mean, it's on camera somewhere, some piece, hopefully it's destroyed at this point. And I, I like, couldn't do it. I mean, it might be the worst audition of my life, because I was like, I just, I, we just played, like, twins, like... <laughs> I can't do this. And you probably have been watching my face in the oh, yeah. editing room. I've been in the editing room, like, watching you and, like, whatever. Uh, but uh, that that uh, is probably the worst audition of my life. And also, like, we were, I think you That's said, like, true. oh, the heat. So Topher was also telling me that in the testing audience for Take Me Home Tonight, apparently women didn't like it that I swore a lot. They probably hate this podcast. <laughs> But the testing audience is that's sort of it's helpful but flawed, and I think as an actor you don't ever want to read the cards. Oh yeah. It's uh, like, did yeah. you have to like cut out some of the cussing? Yeah, we had to go in and do a full cut. It was funny because I thought I don't know how I'd feel if it said men didn't like that Anna was swearing, but the fact that it that a large portion of our audience kind of tuned out because. I don't know. I had, they thought they were buddies with you and they didn't like that you were being. And I remember being in the rehearsal where we were like, more swears. Like, just <laughs> like, like, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, go for it. By the way, that leads me back to the failure thing is that I remember. My mom must have been in the test. Audience. That's right. <laughs> they were all in the same handwriting, all the cards. I remember saying to you, like, you should swear more. And so what was great at the end of that experience was after all the tests and after it came out and just belly flopped was that uh, the advice I got was really own it. Uh, don't put it off on someone else. And I'm really glad I didn't because it was so valuable. You could never learn more. I, I thought like you couldn't even go to a college program where they teach that much. Like the professors right. don't know as much as I learned doing every element, you know, meeting with the studio and then auditioning actors. And when I produced again, I, I had this revelation where I thought, oh, this is, the greatest experience. Uh. Do you trust your collaborators? Like, because I, I had an experience, you know, producing What's Your Number and the lessons that I learned, most of which felt like, why didn't I fight harder for some of the things that I believed in? And I don't, I have no mm. idea if that would have made it more successful or not, but at least it would have maybe had a little bit more of maybe my point of view mm -hmm. with the vision, I guess, but who knows? That's probably. Kind but now of I bet too. anything that you produce in the future, you will, and that's the gift of that experience, right? <laughs> that's the gift of having a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that you really speak up around here, <laughs> really yelling at everyone, and it's weird because when we when you started recording, all of a sudden you stopped yelling and you're acting all nice. I like, know, I that? know, it's a good act, right? <laughs> Like I've got a big grin on my face. Oh, okay. So also, this is also something that feels a little bit delicate. But you, you changed my life in a number of ways. And are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Right. But sometimes when you're in a relationship, the people that are closest to you can't tell you it's not great because you won't hear it. You know, your defenses get high, and it's like, well, you whatever. It's like you don't know. I'm like I do, whatever. But and I was in a relationship when we met. Um, and you were like, I literally, you said, Anna, what the fuck are you doing? I read the book, Anna. I read <laughs> You read? The book. You did? No, I got the audio book. Because oh, I thought, good. I really uh, want the experience. You love my sexy voice. Yeah. And uh, 
I remember it a little bit differently. Okay. All right. Well, isn't that the way memory goes? But this is over a decade ago, right? I I think there's an interesting idea in that it takes, sometimes it takes like uh, a new friend or somebody that you respect to give you a different kind of perspective that you suddenly hear. Here's how I remember it, which which is basically the same thing. So it's basically what is in the book. I didn't have a ton of time because I was producing and acting in that and thing. You, like learn your fucking lines. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. I, I just went, no, no. I just was wondering if that was the the subtext. Oh no, no. Yeah, I was like, look, I can't deal with all <laughs> yeah. this. Like, I don't need to hear about your personal life. No, I, no. I thought you were amazing. I remember on the first day of shooting, you took my producing partner aside and was like, "My cat needs this kind of sushi." But but so serious that he came to me and was like, hey, guys, I think we need to get like a specific kind of sushi for her cat. And then later I went up to her and was like, hey, uh, is this sushi thing real? And you were like, oh, no, not at all. I was just messing with him. Which which already I was like, oh, God, like what an amazing. I mean, that's like that's not even going to make it in the movie. Like That's just a great joke. Um, so I thought you were amazing. And I thought we were doing great work together. And I, and I was watching you do work because I was on set the whole time. So I was watching you do great work that I wasn't a part of on screen. And uh, I had saw that you were having some issues. And, and you're right. I didn't know you well enough to say this. And I can be pigheaded with giving advice sometimes, which most people probably don't like, but you happen to like. But I, what I said to you, I think, if I remember it, was you came into my trailer and we're talking, saying, like, I, I don't know. And there had been some issues. And I just said, like, I don't have a ton of time. I got to run and do this thing. But you know how, like, you have that girlfriend, Anna, who's like, like, Betty. Like, Betty can't figure it out. Like, why is Betty, like, with that guy, you know, like, Betty, you know, like, oh, she's so great. Why can't she figure out? Why is she? I'm sure every guy kind of has a guy friend like this, too. But every girl I know seemed to have a Betty. And I was like, you're Betty in this situation. I got to (laughs) go. Like just, I, I think I really said something like, look, it's because you're so cool and such an intellectual really. And I was like, I think you can understand this on top of, you know, what it sounds like, but like either like do it or don't, but your life's probably going to suck if you, if you don't do it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Get out of my trailer. Gotta get to the fucking set. I'm a producer on this shit, Ferris. No, but I, I think I, I, I was actually tickled that you listened because I think I've given that kind of advice to people and it's been met sometimes with oh, it's like... It's because I respect you so much. And and it, and it was something I think subconsciously that, you know, that I was begging to hear. Okay, wait, one other moment from Yeah, when movie. else did I change your life? Okay, well, right now. Right. So, you know, we had, what, 40 days of night shoots? <sighs> yeah. It, like the whole, we only had one day shoot. So... We're all in Phoenix and we, you know, we've got this young cast and we have, because the, the movie takes place over one night, we had a lot of the same background. Do you know what moment I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you, do you no, want to you just... can please tell the story. <laughs> it's my favorite story maybe from the movie. <laughs> and, and you know, they're, they're all local, locals and I'm sure you, you paid them very well, didn't you, Topher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was where our budget went. <laughs> um, so, you know, we would see the same, you know, group of young actors like maybe 40 of them. Yeah. And we said it has to be people with long hair because it was the eighties. So like to go and put out a flyer in Phoenix, Arizona (laughs) and say anyone with long hair is hired. It's like a very specific demo. And uh, there was one young man who just seemed a little bit erratic. And I, I, cause I want to be gentle with this, but it was one of the more amazing experiences 
I guess, that I've witnessed. And I'm glad that I wasn't you. So so you could feel like his energy. He was kind of, you know, he was antsy. He was very antsy. We're doing sort of the climactic scene where you are giving a monologue about, <laughs> like, this is your moment. And, you know, and it's probably, what, 4 a.m.? Yeah. And everyone's eye sort of keeps, like, drifting over to this guy because you can tell his energy is just getting, like, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, just more and more kind of manic, like he's he's not staying on his mark and you know, whatever. And he was, he was young. And then suddenly like in the middle of this incredible monologue that you're delivering where you are like, com- you're completely, uh, you know, it's, it's the moment of the movie and, and you're very passionate. And, um, <laughs> suddenly we all hear cut. <laughs> I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And you were like, who said that? Who said that? And this happened like five or six times. Oh, it did happen? It's a huge crowd. Yeah, because we would watch it uh, in the editing bay later, (laughs) the raw footage, because it was filming every time, which is he had Tourette's. And uh, I I guess if you want to yell the worst thing that you, you know, or you don't want to yell, you would yell cut. And I was like, who keeps cutting the scene? Like, this is going well, I thought. (laughs) So it was like, it was like, it was, it was kind of brilliant. I mean, he's a smart was, guy. That was. is the worst thing someone could get. Yeah. Like, if you yell, like, <laughs> you that's the worst thing you could like, yell on a fucking set. fucking cunt or whatever. It's, cut is incredible. And uh, and I was just so glad that it wasn't a monologue that I that I was <laughs> the, the takes of me, we should have put it on the blooper reel, I guess, or something. But I, like, is that the director? Like, who's, because the director was far away because it was such a big crowd scene. But it was so tragic. It was, it was like, I, you could tell how badly he felt like you could feel it that summer was the it was like you don't think you're gonna go to camp again because you're way yeah. too old for and like we had one extra summer of camp so it was like such a great group of actors and and we it was nights we had to stay on, yeah we <laughs> we had to stay on nights over the weekends because we didn't want to go back onto the daytime time zone so we'd like wake up and go on to a party van yeah and like driver oh my god that was crazy that was so much fun it was it was great. It was like camp. Thanks, Topher. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to happen. We were all staying in those condos, all in one area. Really, w- would you call them condos? Yeah, <laughs> we're across from Target. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and, uh, we went to a like uh, there was IHop. asbestos. Look, who, whoever wanted, who didn't tune into your relationship <laughs> advice show and wants to hear about. A movie from 11 years ago, all the behind the scenes, no one cared about, by the way, when the movie came out. Uh, this is what happened. There was an IHOP right across the street, and that's where we ate breakfast, which was appropriate in IHOP, but maybe only you want to do once a year. And then lunch and dinner every day, because the only 24-hour place. Oh, God, yeah. so much IHOP that year. Well, you, you do like pancakes. I like a good pancake, yeah. And Benihana. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone who just like like bounced out of their relationship. Like they tuned into the show to get advice on relationships and they're like, I'd rather just be alone. 
You did break up a lot of relationships yeah, on that. That's, that's <laughs> nice movie. You weren't the only one. I mean, I, I went I around know, everyone. Yeah. What are you doing with that loser? Like, <laughs> get out of here. Because I used to go out with Wilmer in New York back mm-hmm. in the day. And I remember you were telling me a story about how you went to a, like, one of the hot clubs in New York with Wilmer. Okay, I'm going to tell you this whole story right now. Do you edit this program, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just cut this whole thing. No, out, if you want. No, 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 no. And I love Wilmer, and I just saw him for dinner a month ago. I, I, we're still really Let's tight. call him Bilmer. <laughs> this, was, this was a different guy. This is Bilmer Balderrama. <laughs> he, um... Because he loved clubs. Okay, first of all, Wilmer is one of the great humans of all time. Like, it was... He's so great. Really, my dressing room was right next to his, and it was my love. I've never met him. You've never met him? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, my Sorry. God. You would really love him. Like, he is a great human. He'd just come from Venezuela, like, I want to say, like, less than two years before he got that show. He did one Pac Bell commercial and then was, you know, starring on a show. And he, he didn't know English very well at the beginning. And he kind of learned it as the show went on. And he is a truly great spirit. I mean, when I'm talking about people who I think are comedic geniuses like yourself, everyone on that show was doing kind of like a character that you'd seen before. You know, like he was like coming from Neptune. Like, I don't know what that character was. <laughs> and he also loves going out and life is a banquet for that guy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Life is a banquet. Can I steal that? I think it's from Auntie Mame. Oh. So we're in New York. I was doing the Spider-Man movie in New York, and I guess they were on Hades. He was still on uh, 70s, and he said, hey, I'm, on, I'm at this club. I was, like, very boring uh, my whole life. I still am. Now I like it's like I'm supposed to be boring, but back then it was like, oh, he's the boring one on that show for sure. You know, I'd never acted before 70s shows, so I, like, whatever. I was not ready to go party all the time. We were in New York. I had some time off. He had some time off. And I said, hey, let's have dinner tonight. Uh, and he said, we're going to a Nobu. And then we're going to, you know, out to the club. What was like Stereo Mar- or Marquee. Yeah. yeah, one of those two. And I said, uh, why don't I come with you? We're just going to have another dinner another night in, the, you know, the West Village. If it's me, I was like, let's, I want to roll with you. So he said, you got it. So it started with his bodyguard. What? Like, I didn't have a bodyguard. Like, Mila didn't have a bodyguard. <laughs> but, uh Showing up, big dude, big dude, cool, great, great guy, great guy. Showing up in my apartment, being like, "Let's roll," and I was like, "All right." So he had a four wheel drive limo thing. You know, in New York, you you don't have to. They have limos driving around all the time. You just you know whistle and they <laughs> stop. <laughs> you don't have to do that. But it was like whatever. So we get into that car and uh, we go to Nobu and Wilmer's there. I'm talking like the driver and. Everyone comes in and we're at this huge table. It was like in Get Shorty when he makes that order. He's like, I'd love uh, tuna shavings and a spiral, like in a plate this big. And they're like, you got it. Okay. And they just showed up with it 20 minutes later. So then we went to this club, which was the hot club. I mean, I, I, I could never even get into these clubs. And he'd obviously done a lot. And I'd go to get out. And, no, no, no. We got to wait for the club to get right. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. So we just stayed in the car. We're like listening to like loud music in the dark car and there were lights. And I was like, isn't this essentially what we're going to be doing in the club? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's the same. No, 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 we're just getting, I mean, I already was like really tired at this point. <laughs> and then we, the bodyguard came out and said, hey, like it's ready. Like it's, it's hot. Whatever. <laughs> so we walked in through, I've never had an entrance like this before. We walked in through these double doors and the DJ goes, Oh shit, look who's in town. Bilmer. Uh, yeah, Bilmer. 
<laughs> and on the turntable goes, California love. And he throws the mic. Wilmer catches it with one hand. goes like, make money, money, make money, money, money. And the club goes insane. And I was like, whoa, I am doing it wrong in life. Like, this was unbelievable. Like... I mean, people were jumping. It was like an eight mile and the whole crowd was jumping up and down and he's, you know, tossing $20 bills out of the crowd. I was like, I was like going, like jumping out to get some of the 20s, you know, that's like, crazy. Hey, that was the first time you guys had like been out, out together? That was also the last time. <laughs> Did you guys go home together? No. I like 20 minutes in, I was like, hey, thank you so much. Like, Thank truly, you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank that's the worst you. part. August 21st, David Spade. So when the check comes, she fumbles for her credit card. You tell her that you have it, and she says, good, because a man should always take care of the check. I would agree. Really? Yeah. That's not a deal breaker? No. Really? No way. My mom told me, even if it's girls that are friends, you pay everything. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to back it up, because we wanted to make this slightly complicated. (laughs) She (laughs) fumbles for her credit card. Faking it, and then she's trying to catch me going, yeah, that's right, you're going to buy. Why are you putting your coat on? I've caught a little bit of a chill. Oh, I'm sorry. It's brisk in here. It's getting down to like 80 in this dressing room. This dressing room is such a mansion. Watermelon, cantaloupe. It's so nice in here. Heat. (laughs) All right, last one. You have a great date. Yeah. They're all date related, of course. you are driving her home. Yeah. Well, you're, you're about to drive her home. At yeah. the valet, she says, Daddy, Daddy, make sure to tip him. Is that a deal breaker or a proposal? <laughs> I, guess, I guess you answered the question. <laughs> daddy. You know, girls have said daddy, and you know what happens is that, it, first of all, you know it's sort of off on the wrong foot because it's going a sexual way which is fine but then it's like the next day daddy i need a new radiator on my car and you're like oh it's going to just be daddy pays the bills is that it which is which has happened which is fine wait wait, wait how long we have to delve into this yeah wait how long yeah go ahead i know you well it's so odd right now that you're standing up i'm getting very no, anxious was, so you're about to run as, out of here it was hard to see. i know i know i'm sorry i have a bad neck it's not your fault do you want a pillow you ragging me about it nonstop is your fault well cuz um, it's making me anxious i feel like i should stand up and dance or something no i'm going back down all right so daddy (laughs) under the right context is it a turn on sure or is it a turn off it's overall kind of stupid but (laughs) now and then if you know it's i don't know but that's who you date right shut the fuck up you don't know one you don't know literally one thing about me you're such a jerk (laughs) i no no you know what you literally here's the podcast who's on today spade (laughs) david spade yeah He's here. Okay. And what does he do? Two seconds. You got to date chicks. Bye. Yeah. You said you're like, we're here with a a relationship podcast. I'm funny for a girl. The whole time. This is what happened. This is what happened. Okay. I'm watching watching David. Hold on. I'm I'm watching David the entire time. And I'm watching you like, oh my God, we're just going to talk about dating and relationships the entire time. This is a relationship podcast. The two calls that we're going to have are relationship calls. Okay. I got it. This whole podcast is based on relationships. Yeah. So yeah, it's man. not just you. Like, it's not all about game. you. Stop my bullshit. <laughs> I was just like, she's really picking yeah. on me. No, no, no. Because the <laughs> few times that we've socialized, which I've had a fucking blast at, like you're surrounded by all these fucking hot women. 
Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll have a glass of cab. And no, one time we spaghetti. went, my trainer was there, who's actually really pretty. And uh, but if I would never drag you out if I was on a date. They'd be like, who the fuck is this no, no, chick that's hotter on, than everyone in the room? You weren't on dates. Oh, no, there's cute girls. There's cute girls. Sometimes there's cute girls around, but you would be the biggest cock block. I couldn't Aww. drag you anymore. That's sweet. Thanks, Mr. Spade. <laughs> <laughs> you also said I was funny this for a girl. This chick comes in the room, va, va, boom. Got her hair, <laughs> all blow dry. What? Oh, yeah. When did, has that ever happened? From August 28th. Cat Dennings. Swipe left or right. Which I don't, I, I don't, still need clarification. Yeah. If you swipe right, means that you like the guy and you want to match up. If yeah. you swipe left, not Ugh, so much. Boy, can you okay. imagine being a young, no. like teen, like a young person? No. You're young, but I mean like no, dating young, I, like 20 years old right no. now. No, Michael Ugh. Sherman has to like help me with everything and I just couldn't imagine. I, I oh, the pressure. I, I, if I didn't get another acting job, you would see me like in downtown LA what? being like, any chance? No, you wouldn't. Not that. <laughs> I have an English Got degree. Got eighteen kids at home. <laughs> Ada, no, no, I am not qualified for anything. Oh, neither am I. Not even for like this podcast. Okay, so his profile shows he's an international DJ. Oh God, no, no, Le- left, left, swipe is a no. up. But why? Why no international DJ? DJs don't love it. Don't love it. DJ's yeah, not, even, not it's not a real, you're not really <laughs> doing anything. He's, but they make like $40 million a year. So? <laughs> nice. I, if I don't respect you, I can't date you. Sorry, Paris Hilton is different. She can do it, I guess, but whatever, nobody else. <laughs> and then international, he's gone all the time. It's going to be rough. You know, I'm not going to, it's going to be bad. I, I can't trust an international DJ. That's true. He's around babes all the time. There's foam or whatever. No. <laughs> You don't know about the international DJ and the foam. The foam parties. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's about Paris Hilton. Next. I, I've been to a foam club. See? Yeah. I don't trust it. Yeah. It felt, I, I felt maybe. Gross. I, yeah. I guess. I was, it may have been one of the more disgusting experiences of my life. Yeah, that's not like sterile foam. Um, his profile shows he owns an embalming service. Oh, yes. I knew you had a morbid side. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> oh, my God. Duh. Oh, swipe. You were swipe right now. <laughs> I'll meet you at those bodies. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to be a makeup artist for corpses. Really? Yeah. Okay. Didn't didn't pursue it. So are you, so your feelings about death, you're cool with it? Am I cool? I mean, what I are mean, you I mean, you've do? never done, well, you <laughs> haven't done the, this is your first time here at the podcast. I don't know. You know, I've got a whole team around me. That door locks. Oh, you. Oh, I see. Yeah, I just want to know how cool you are. Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready to try it today? (laughs) Yeah, let's go, man. I have nothing to live for. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, What was the question? Oh, yeah. Swipe right. Love it. Okay. Do it. Great. I mean, just for now. His profile shows his favorite musician is Kid Rock. Mm, uh, Well, given Kid Rock's politics i feel like i'd be a little bit i wouldn't nah fuck it no thanks i would have gone with like given his music but um, i well 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 he, look music is music <laughs> you you i like some embarrassing things musically oh i do too oh kid rock is real most deaf that's sure, what i say there you go well <laughs> sure um i wouldn't judge from that but i think um it, if he listed it it's troubling right right 
He could you, keep that to himself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to say it. I just think it also represents like, you know, hint of anger or sort of faux rebellion or... I try to not be de- judgmental. I try to like, well, guess you know, what? I'm very abide judgmental. by Atticus gonna... Finch, you know, oh, I sure. attempt to walk in another man's shoes. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm here to be the other yeah, version of Yeah, we're setting you up. You yeah. are the, you're, you're the bitch. <laughs> I am. I'm the bad cop in this podcast today. Yep, I'm just the littlest angel. Yes, you are. <laughs> I love okay. how you just went from, you went from setting her up to say that Kid Rock and his music sucks and then I'm not judgmental Atticus Finch. I love that. You also said Abacus Finch. Listen. So it's fine. I said Atticus. Did you? Yes. Oh. Well. Oh. Not to, I am an English major. That's right. Yes. Yes. And I'm sorry, Kid Rock. I'm sure you're very nice. But I like his he music. He does love the podcast. From October 30th, Bobby Lee. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm whatever. Okay. Hey, everyone. You are here with Gwen Mandy. And guess what? It's Iced Latte today. <laughs> Up next, we've got the comedian Bobby Lee. He is hysterical. So wake up, Albuquerque. <laughs> and we will be right back. Okay, we're going to start live again in about five seconds. We're yeah, because for... I, 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 let you know, yes. I have another radio. I have, I have another radio. We'll get you thing. out of here in time. Don't worry. I know, but we, we got to we'll start now. We'll get you out of here oh in God, time. So great to see okay. you. Okay, and so five, so great. four, so four Thanks, three, Why so many notes? two, one, and... Hey, guys. <laughs> Wake up, Albuquerque. It is Gwen Mandy, and I am here with the hysterical... Literally hysterical, Bobby Lee. Bobby, thank you so much for having me, man. Welcome to Albuquerque. I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. You've seen our show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I DVR it back oh, in L.A. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so now you are performing the next few nights at yes. the Ice House, the Albuquerque Ice House. <laughs> I am, yes. What is that like for you? Oh, it's like, um, basically, what is I like reaching out to the people, so I'm kind of a politician, you know? Uh, sure. I like reaching my hand out. Oh. And I like... Do you shake order- everyone's hand in the audience? No. Oh. No. So what, So when, when you say you're like a politician, what does that mean? Well, it's just basically I'm basically uh, going to city to city and I'm uh, trying to just reach out to uh-huh. uh, audiences. Glad handing. <laughs> so would you consider yourself a Republican or a Democrat? Yeah, yeah I don't want to really get go there. but um, Sure. Yeah, but I'm liberal. Sure. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I assume you uh, are too, right? Well, <laughs> nobody yeah, yeah. knows with Gwen. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I'm so glad you're enjoying it's really your good ice to be latte here. Yeah. today. Yeah, I'd like on, to promote some things if you don't mind. Oh, sure, of course, yeah, of I'm course. On, uh, but wait, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Okay, um, but only a, a okay, okay, but I want to ask you a couple of questions. So now you have been publicly sober for quite a long time. Yes, correct? I have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's, yeah, it saved my life. Good for you. Oh, okay. good for you. What? Now tell us about your dark times. Did you ever want to say, ah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, you know? Like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, when, the dark, the, oh, Oh, what? Just give me. Yeah, yeah. Me, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we yeah. have to take a break. Okay, so no, we're what? taking a break right now. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, oh, I gotta gosh, actually so go. Good. I gotta so actually good. go now. Okay, we're, we're back no, no, no. on. We're no, back no, on for our new. I gotta actually go. Back on five, four, three, two, one. Yes, Bobby. Tell us one of your funniest jokes. Oh, one of my favorites. Well, I'm self-deprecating, so I do a whole thing. Oh, you are self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so I do a whole thing. So that's your stick. Yeah, I, I open that way. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the people um, like comfortable. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So you sort okay, of like well, you like to make fun of yourself. In what way? In the way just of my physical appearance, I think people like really want to. Um, when you you make fun of yourself, it opens people up. Oh, I really sure. gotta go. I like though. to make fun of myself. I, as know, well. I know. I gotta go though. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, yet. Yeah, We're yeah, yeah. live on air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us now, what other ways do you like to make fun of yourself? Oh, I like making fun of myself because I had a traumatic childhood, and that's the way I get. Sure. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Now, can I ask you? Are you still close with your family, and are you getting married soon? Because I am. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Are you cl- so you're not quite as close with your family as you'd up. like to be? Nah, yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah. but so uh, and are you in love, Bobby? And what do you like about Albuquerque? I'm gonna go. Okay. Nope. What do you like about Albuquerque? Are <laughs> you sort of a green salsa guy or a red salsa guy? Wait, <laughs> uh, Verde. But anyway, I'm new here too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you like? Okay, uh, I like all of it. What do you like I about like Albuquerque? I, lo- I love Albuquerque. I like good sand. Sure. You have good sand here. Uh, where are you staying? I'm staying at the uh, Holiday and You want to go? Tonight? Oh, you're staying there. Room 202. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Bobby. Uh, uh, yes, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, bye-bye. Much. Thank oh, you. So, what, what, what was your stick again? Nothing. <laughs> I don't do one. Uh, thank you so yeah, much, Bobby. What bye. a great segment. They were thank really you. nice. Thank, thank you. you. Are we, we're we're off? Yeah. All right, and we're clear. That's exactly how they so are. Much. That's how, exactly how they are. I know. From December 4th, Sophia Bush. Bush. These are deal breakers. You don't have to oh. talk about... Wait, what do you mean? If you are single. And you don't have to talk oh. about if you are single or yeah. if you're not single. But... Uh, Imagine that you are. Oh, no. I'll, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I've been single for years. Which I, I heard you say that on um, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Well, I, but I didn't, I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Know, was it, yeah, it was Jimmy Fallon, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was talking to him about all the hot guys on yeah, the subway yeah, yeah, reading. Yeah. Oh, Hello. that is also what I want to talk to you about books later. But yeah, that's intriguing to me mm. because you could obviously be with any anybody you ever wanted. And so do you. It's just interesting that you haven't gravitated towards relationships. So here's what's interesting to me. What anybody perceives from the outside is always so different than how you feel on the inside, right? And I I think about this as I've as I've sat with all of this stuff for for the last years. And I sort of like have a highlight reel where I go, okay, when I started speaking, I spoke in full sentences. I have been uh, environmentally engaged since I was a little kid. I've been political for as long as I can remember. I I went to USC for the BFA acting program and like no shade. They're all lovely. But I was like, if I have to stand in a room and talk about my fucking craft all day, I'm going to throw myself off of a building. And I transferred into the journalism school and I did an emphasis in political science and like, I am so into the world and into people and into music and like I I am a lot and and the the change in the same way that I'm trying to learn how to take a compliment and be thankful for it and let it resonate is I'm no longer my old story was I'm too much fuck that I'm not too much I'm actually really fun I'm a great friend I, I give You're a shit fucking about awesome. I appreciate you. I give a shit about people, even when they're not all that nice to me. Like I will sit and really talk about issues with people who believe very different things than I do. Cause I think it's the only way forward. I have been for many years told that I'm intimidating 
And for many years, my old story was, okay, well, I'm, I'm a lot for people then, or I'm a lot for guys. As a, as a woman who operates in the world the way I do, I must be too much. And no, not, not true. What I realized is when somebody, especially a man says to a woman, oh, wow, you're intimidating. I'm like, I'm not intimidating. You're just intimidated. You are afraid of my bigness or expansiveness or passion because you didn't maybe grow up in a household with a woman who had that space. You know, we, we come from this very patriarchal society where whether it's through conditioning or messaging or media or whatever, women for ages have been taught to be smaller, like be cute, sit still, look pretty, stick to acting. If one more person, like talk about people I want to kick in the shins. Um, and so what I realize as I look back at the way I have operated also, by the way, as a serial monogamist for a long time and stuck in relationships that were not good for me, I now look back and go, oh, it's not my fault. It's not their fault. Even the guys who've fucked up so bad, and I've had a, a handful, what I realize is that I have to own my role in it because more often than not, I have chosen to date the potential I see in someone and not who somebody is in this current moment. And that's not to throw shade at anybody. That's simply to say, I settled for less. And maybe that's because I like came into the world like a little Ruth Bader Ginsburg and was like an old woman from the time that I was born. And like the guys just haven't caught up. I don't know. But in, even in the relationships where like I've been cheated on or fucked over or they've been so toxic or like I've fallen in love with my best friend after years when I knew it was a bad idea, but that's my best friend. And like we were never meant to be anything more than friends, but it's so easy in the world with like a straight cisgendered woman and a straight cisgendered man when, when they're obsessed with each other to be convinced that that means it's romantic. I, I finally, years ago, when I got off a roller coaster in my last relationship with a person who I love, but who like the relationship was so bad for me, I finally went enough, just enough. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm done. I have companionship because I have the most tremendous community. My friends are so special and amazing. They are like ride or die, travel the world, show up at 2 a.m. like good humans. And I realized that if I wasn't as patient with myself or as loving to myself as I've been with partners who just didn't at the end of the day deserve it. And again, that's not a hateful thing. It's just to say like, you don't deserve this piece of me. That's okay. I fucked up by giving it to you when you didn't deserve it. And I got to own that I don't deserve to treat myself that way either. Now for the last couple of years, like I've gone on some dates. I've, there's, there's been, you know, two or three lovely dudes who like I've seen for a moment and then gone, you're great, but you're not my guy. I never want to question my own strength and because of like what you're saying, the, like the idea of patriarchal society. Um, I've been in relationships where I have, but I can't not, I can't not be like proactive in my career and I can't not be a passionate person. And why and are you supposed to shrink? Exactly. Exactly. Cause they're not expected to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love what you're saying. And Sim, um, has, look at Sim. He's like, 
Oh fuck! But um, <laughs> he he married. Um, I've known Sim for twenty years now, yeah. and um, Whoa. wait, and seen, where did you guys meet? We met at a bar, sort of through like mutual friends, not on a date, just a friends hangout. Yeah, and I, I don't know. We just like we hit it off as friends. Yeah, so it's mm, rare, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, to do that completely. Female, we have. Like, a, I have some of those amazing dudes in my life, like just the best. But I have seen Sim with a with a with a, a lot of of uh, beautiful uh, and 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 mostly wonderful women. Um, <laughs> I love you. Mo- mostly wonderful. And now mostly. he's just he's one married. person who was like the Antichrist. It's cool. <laughs> he's married to a federal prosecutor and they just had a baby and she is fucking strong as shit. And I'm so I I, I don't know if it, I don't know. She's I gonna did. love hearing you say that. Thank oh, you for saying that. That's no, so cool. and it's funny that her her hero is Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. as well. Yes. But anyway, and she and she's fucking rad. She's gorgeous and and amazing. And um, but I don't know if that if that would have. I mean, you would have always wanted to fuck Amy. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like if you were you know twenty seven, would you have been at all like intimidated by her? Yes. I think so. I mean, Look at, at, you, tw- I at 27, like I wouldn't, right I wouldn't I mean, be able to handle someone right, that, right, I mean, I right. didn't have the experience to be able to be with someone that right. strong and, mm-hmm. and have that point of view and that right. mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, and Definitely to be, not. to understand like, okay, he, like I, I get reward out of this woman's drive and passion. hundred percent. Yeah. And I imagine that she motivates you to step into your power because she does it for herself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's no way that you could have been ready for that before. And like, I was in a relationship with somebody who I who I love as a person. It's really nice that the majority of my like long term, you know, serial monogamists relationships, like these two and three year, like beautiful learning experiences I've had, like we're all friends. Like my ex, who I went as you know with dressed up as Katie and Russell, like we saw each other three weeks ago for lunch and like, we love each other. That's I ran so, into that's so fucking rad. I, I, I actually just this morning, uh, literally walking to get a coffee on my way to my first meeting, ran into my childhood best friend since I'm nine years old. We went to summer camp. We grew up going to summer camp together and we were high school sweethearts. And he is, when I tell you one of my like 10 favorite men on the planet, I am, I love him with my whole heart. I am obsessed with his wife. They have the cutest baby in the world. And like, they're always like, why aren't you dating? And I'm like, I just, I'm so unwilling to offer any of my limited free time to any man who isn't like the man, like no more. My, my girlfriend said this to me. She goes, no more princes. Like. A, a man shows up as a king for you or nothing. Fuck yeah. And like, yeah, I built my own castle. I'm that's good. Right. I don't that's need right. you for anything. So you better be a value add or like, I'm going to hang out with my friends who already know all my secrets and all my shit and my Thai food order. I don't need to teach you anything. Like you better be here to, to really to embody the like, yes, the safe Build space. Your own ladder. I'm not growing my hair out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. Can we make a bumper sticker? Sure. From March 20th. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, this is a tougher question, though. If you were to have a kid, mm-hmm. what age would you want him or her to lose their virginity at? I, I was about 15. So I, I think that would be about the floor, like when youngest that I think would be like okay with them, regardless but, uh, of of gender. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, it, it's one of those things. I think I'm, I'm assuming that when you have a kid, like yes, you want to be on top of all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, they are their own people. Sure. So like 15, yeah, it's my floor kind of thing. Yeah, I'd say about 32. I want to. I want them to <laughs> wait till they're married. I guess when it comes to kids, like, do you even want to know? Well, I don't know. In a funny way, uh, I I just want to make sure that. I mean, don't you want gen- you know just genuine love between the two people and yeah, yeah. It's okay, but uh, but also there's so much emphasis on that first time that might be too much emphasis, like it's supposed to be special, and it's like skiing for the first time or something. It's like you're not going to be good. You're, you're running uh, you're headlong not into a tree. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so we we build up this thing, and and so I guess like I like. I would, what about you? How would you answer that, age wise? I don't know. For me, like there was such a lack of communication, like the dialogue between the parents in my community mm-hmm. and um, and the kids. So. Everything was hidden and secret and and like forbidden, and that made it In alluring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, cold, <laughs> very very cold ones. Yeah, see, I'm I'm on to uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I I don't know. I would like to think that maybe I could have a different dialogue with my kid. You want better for your kids than you had, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do think that we have this crazy. Hey, Julia, idea. how's your sex life? Yeah. You know, you also don't want to do that either. <laughs> right, right, right. But but I do think we have this crazy idea of like it should be massively special because inevitably it's not going to be. Even if you're uh, in love, even if you think I'm going to marry, like it's it's like how do you get? Oh, mine was special. <laughs> Wait, then go on. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Am I delusional? It, 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 then? Was, it wasn't gross or weird. It was, yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we planned it. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Uh, uh, Fuck. I mean, I guess so. I mean, I go, you shit, know, man. Okay. Go, Tell uh, us about it. So, no, uh, you're making everybody envious. It was warm and sticky, and I thought, like, geez, this is weird. And I really, am I, am I doing it right? That's um, not what I meant by tell us about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was pretty. And, okay. and also, we listened to uh, we listened to the White Album. So there you go. It was that was in a nut, in a nutshell. That's. <laughs> I was like, am I doing it right? This is really warm and sticky. There's so many new smells. What's going on? <laughs> so yes, that was that was my me losing my virginity at 15. So from September 18th, Adam Rappel. 
So you train for years, Mm -hmm. for years. You like whatever, go through a fucking gazillion competitions, all this shit, wardrobe fittings and fucking trainings and harnesses and all kinds of crazy ass stuff. And and that's just a Thursday. (laughs) Yes. And like, hey, I like you, but I don't those moments and what whatever and then you but the goal is the olympics you finally get there and you're in a bunk bed with an without an adapter <laughs> i love like in your worst horrible nightmare I don't it's know. like i just don't know what the, the adapter where what like what's the olympic village like so okay so i'm so glad i went later in life because i had a greater perspective um because i was by the time i made it i was like this is just like a victory lap i've like this was the goal like I'm here and I should really enjoy every single second. But that's a lot of pressure too, especially if you if you're competing later on in the in the weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Like cuz so I was one getting... of the, we were one of the first events and oh. then but all throughout. Oh, okay. So I had competed once and then 2 weeks later I competed again. Okay. Is everyone hooking up in the village? It's, okay. Come on. I... <laughs> okay, I'm going to I will give you the lowdown and the beat down. Okay. Hooking up in is the village. Is it like group chili night? Okay. It's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? Okay. So the, the cafeteria uh-huh. is like, what is that called? Fuddruckers? Yeah. No. Yeah. What is, is it? Fuddruckers? Yes. Uh, it's hamburger place, right? Fuddruckers. No, 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 no. Um, what's that place that I would, if I go, it's like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Oh, oh Dave and Buster's. Yeah, Dave, Dave and Buster's. Buster's. It's like Dave and Buster's where there's like, no games. Okay, so it's like not Dave and Buster's at all, but it's like Dave and Buster's of food. Okay. So like so you- there's like a Asian food section, there's like American food section, but it's like literally every kind of food you could want so it can appeal to everybody. Is open there- 24 hours. Like okay. So like right. that's I think like I've gone in there late and I saw people, you know, like canoodling. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." But here's the thing. You wait Is it your- like a bar? No, but there is McDonald's there. It's like a bar. That's McDonald's I, I is like just, a bar. I just wanted if to you know the late night it, canoodling yeah. without a bar with McDonald's. I also went to the Olympics. I'm 28 and I look around and everyone is young. So they're like 20-ish And are, Do they have like chaperone people around hovering? No, because they can't get like credentialed to go oh. into the village. So they're there on their oh, own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. They're having a good time then. Well, so then I also... They're like, I snuck in some Molly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're just talking about a girl named Molly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so that like, American fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> where's the Molly? <laughs> um, so I think um, the one thing I was really excited for was like, there are going to be condoms everywhere. Because you you just can't get enough condoms in general. No, you are a condom a collector. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So international like, condoms. Yeah. So so excited about these Olympic condoms. Yeah. And they're like, we go through a hundred thousand condoms a day. I'm like, oh my god, a hundred thousand condoms a yeah. day. The I feel like isn't there like sort of a thing where you're not supposed to get laid before you compete? Like, doesn't it like release too much testosterone or something like that? I don't know. Doesn't like your semen help fuel you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I drink my own semen every morning <laughs> and I feel incredibly fueled. That's why my skin is so good. You didn't even need to go to Dave and Buster's. No, just I was Dave and Bustering on my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the condoms, 
Yeah, you have to go to the, all over the place. No, they're oh. nowhere to be found. Oh, so you have to ask your like what your you coach? have to go to the medical room. Oh god, awful. Oh, this is horrible. So you can't even have like a spontaneous hookup with some, you know, like whatever skier from the Ukraine or like, no. <laughs> yeah, god. and everyone's dream. By the way, and you have to like it has to, to be so to, premeditated. Yes, you need you to go to, go to medi- the medical oh, center. Fuck. And so then I was like, well, why do people take so many? But then when I saw the dish, I became overcome with power, and I was like, I'm gonna take so many for my friends at home because I was like, they They're all know Olympic about the- condoms. Do they have like the five rings? No. Oh, they're just they were like they. Condoms. It was so like it was in Korean. And and then underneath in English, it just said generic condom. Oh, geez. Awful. I don't feel like it's honoring the athletes. No. That was dishonoring. Yeah. I mean, I guess y'all could have brought your own. November 20th. So you're about to meet Karen Sarducci. Karen Sarducci is the CEO of Imaginarium Mm. Studios. So Mm. she is one of the biggest studio heads in Mm. town, Mm. and you're about to have a general meeting with her. Mm -hmm. I'm her assistant, Donovan. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to meet Karen Sarducci. Jay Farrow. Karen? Jay. Thank you so much for coming. I have been such a huge fan of yours. Oh, I've heard this one. For so long. Oh, man. Truly. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. I appreciate your work as well. Donovan, uh, did you ask Jay if he wanted to? Did you want any drink at all? Uh, I didn't know it was that type of meeting, but you know, I'll just have a you know club soda probably. Club uh, soda right away? Yeah, just club soda. Of course. Sure. Uh Jay, um, thanks, Donovan. As you know, your agents probably told you, but we uh, have the rights to Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, jeez. The whole series. Yes. Um, Eddie Murphy <laughs> recently has fallen, has, has fallen out of okay. the project. Okay. Um, but I would love, so uh, for, for reasons that I'll expand upon later, but, um, <laughs> but uh, I, w- we are very interested in you replacing him. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Would you be willing to potentially, I, you know, look at some of the dialogue? And yeah. Stuff? You know what? Let's 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 start. Yeah. Let's read. Let's read. You have a script. You have a script to have. Uh, like, what are we doing? Too, it's a it's a working script. Hey, okay, Karen. Do you want script. me um, to read with? Yes. Jay? Donovan will read okay, cool. with you if you yeah, don't yeah, mind. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm a terrible actor. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> um, By the okay. way, so you already signed the NDA. You don't. You know that you can't disclose can't anything say about anything. the script. This is completely confidential. I mean, dog, it's hard. Me and his son are uh, uh, tight, but whatever. But go ahead. Cool. Whatever. Fuck it. I won't say shit. All okay. right. So this is uh, interior. You, no problem. Interior Winnebago day. A Winnebago. You want me to ride in a motherfucking Winnebago? What are you? You're afraid of the top bunk? Don't you know I get motherfucking car sick? Well, you can <laughs> drive, bitch. How the fuck am I supposed to make peanut butter and jellies? Huh? How the fuck am I supposed to make peanut butter and jellies? How the fuck am I supposed to blast those caps? You know what? You, 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 know, you, you just do what you always motherfucking done. You know what? So you sit your ass down and you do the same shit that your ass been doing over and over again. That's what the fuck you do. And I'm going to be over here doing what the fuck I do and motherfucking fucking the motherfucking stockings. <laughs> yeah. Like, <gasps> wait. Okay. End scene. Do oh, that was... Right? The part. Hey, did you want to see it a different way, or did I you did, like I, that? I, I, I would who, who love you, it if you did uh, some you, improv. Who, who, who you need? Who you need? Oh. Okay, well, well, you know, I'm I, not an actor, Karen. Do you I, want to do this oh, with him? Fine. I am the uptight woman who uh, has rented this Winnebago. Okay. 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 You're the uptight. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. 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 But and feel free to just play. 
Just play. Just play. All right, cool. All right, cool. You want me to? You want me to be? You want me to be Eddie again, or you want me to? You, you want I Eddie? Love, I mean, you, you love Eddie. I'm not enough. <laughs> hey, everybody love Eddie. Okay, all right, Eddie. All right, cool. <clears throat> so you the woman. So we improvising this shit, pretty much. That's what we're yeah. doing. <sighs> okay, so you the motherfucker that got to win the bagel. That's what the fuck you saying. You know what? It's so funny with these words, Winnebago, because when I think about Winnebago, I start thinking about Winnebagos. That's bagels in a winner. That's what the fuck I think about. And you know that shit ain't fucking accurate at all. Yes. Axel. Yes. Axel. Yes, I yes. need you to focus. I'm going to focus. I need you to focus. Okay, I'm going to focus. We have to just fucking get to Albuquerque. Okay, we got to okay? get to Albuquerque. You know, I got some hoes in Albuquerque. You know what I'm saying? I got two hoes in Albuquerque. You we know, can't garden of, right now, Axel. Fact, we can't garden right now? You know, because, you know, the two hoes in Albuquerque, you know, my man Matthias Ortiz, he provides the motherfucking hoes, and, you know, I get the shit, and then, you know, I, I don't feel like care we have a threesome. who your man knows at Lowe's. Okay, 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 Lowe's, okay, that's a good, that's a hard way we to pop the story. Not okay. All right. Ending up in Albuquerque okay. gardening. Okay, let's not go to Albuquerque. You know what? Let's go to another place. Let's go to the Maldives. You fine. Let's go to the Maldives. How are we going to take a Winnebago across the ocean? Uh, Axel, that's how the fuck I get my. That's that's when I get my jet, you know, because I got myself a jet, you know. Uh, you know, I, I know this one guy. You're a Beverly Hills police officer. I know and people you have with a jet? jet. Listen, listen. I know how to work. I'm, I'm Axel motherfucker Foley. I, I work myself around things. I know how to work myself around things. I talk somebody up. I call somebody and say, hey, you know, hey, man, I then need a. Why are we in a fucking Winnebago? Why I hate hey, hey, you could have. Hey. You could have told me this earlier. Hey, the Winnebago is between you and the fucking Winnebago. I ain't fucking asked for this shit. You you put us here. <sighs> I ain't asked for this Winnebago why, at all. Why are I you like bagels. afraid I like croissants. of the top bunk? Why am I afraid of the top bunk? Why are you afraid of the top bunk? Because if you want a top bunk, you a bitch. That's why. You got to be on the bottom bunk to be the male, the alpha male. If you're not in the, if you in the are top you bunk, are you sure about I'm that? I'm positive about that. Because I've heard different stories. Listen, I ain't gonna do, listen, I don't want to get my salad tossed. I don't like tossed salad. I don't like salad tossing at all. You know what I like? I like <laughs> I don't like tossed salad. I like kale salad. Fuck I like. That's why I'm not going to be on the motherfucking top bunk. I'm the man. I run the motherfucking jail cell. That's what the fuck I do. Or the prison cell. Wherever the fuck we at. What prison. They don't be touching people with the jail. But you know you go to prison. That's when they try to play with your booty. You know what I'm saying? Be, Axel, so Axel, Axel. Axel. There are kids around. Oh, there's kids. There's why, kids. Why the fuck you ain't say, why you ain't say those kids? Why the hell you ain't say those kids? You gotta, this, that's something you got to tell me before. Okay. I'm not going to be in the motherfucking top why, bunk why because... Why are you supposed to... You're making... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you're okay. Not, okay. Yeah. How the fuck am I supposed to make peanut butter and jellies? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that indicate children? Yes. How the fuck... <laughs> how am I supposed to make peanut butter and jellies? You know, because the kids like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know what I like? I like a Nutella. A Nutella, that's really good. You take a Nutella and you put some peanut butter up there, put a little syrup in the middle of it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you put it together, put it on some wheat bread, and then you have a snack for what Axel, they call... Yes. snap out of it. Okay, I'm snapping. We have to focus. All right? Okay, yes. All we have is peanut butter and jelly. We cannot stop at a supermarket. What you mean we can't stop at a supermarket? Because you shot up fucking Los Angeles. Oh, that's why. Okay, because okay, and we everybody. are now on the run. Okay, all right. Everybody done evacuated. Okay, I get yeah. it. I get it. Okay. Okay. We, so we can't stop. All right, we Got can't. That? Okay. We can't stop. We can't to stop. empty our gray water. Okay. We can't stop uh, for Mickey D's. Hey, hey, now. All we hey, have. Hey, hey. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna need me a couple of apple pies and maybe you know a McFlurry. You know them shit. Some they bang. 
McFlurry's bang, especially when you put the peanut butter in there and the Oreos Axel, and yes. We're in the Winnebago. Okay, we're in the Winnebago. Let me let me remind you once again, there's a 14-foot clearance. We'll be scraping. We're going to be scraping. Yeah. Okay. So why the fuck? I got a question. I, this, I, what? What? <laughs> My, why the fuck is we in a Winnebago? I just don't understand the concept of a Winnebago. I don't think we should be in a Winnebago. I think we should. We have some better. We got some better shit. Axel. Yes. This was our only escape route. I feel like I'm kind enough to let you into my Winnebago as we head east. I got to tell you, I feel like you should be thanking me. I, well, thank you so much, sweet white lady. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> From March 15th, Bellathorn. Hey, Sam. It's Sim. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I want to introduce Anna right now. Hi, Sam. Okay. How are you? Oh, wait, Hi, wait, wait. Anna. Sim just nice asked. Talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And Anna is going to introduce our special guest. I'm here with Bella Thorne and her sister, Danny. They're both amazing. We've been having a great time. Do you guys mind saying hi? What's up? That's Danny, and that's hi. The breathy Bella. I honestly kind of want to ask you, how are you? Again, it just feels <laughs> like I need to know. I'm okay. Thanks for talking to me, everyone. Nice to meet you guys. And congratulations, Sam. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. We announced that I'm having a baby. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Clearly, I'm such a loyal listener. So, Sam, tell us about uh, this emotional cheating. This What's going on with your boyfriend? We're going to try and help you with this. Okay. So, the situation is basically this. I have been dating my boyfriend for about a year now, and everything has been going really well. Like, this has definitely been my most serious relationship. Um, about a few months ago, it started getting, like, a little rocky. Just to, like, try and summarize everything, there had just been, like, more than one incident of me seeing a particular girl's name come up on his phone who I didn't recognize. Um, and the first time it happened, he reacted pretty poorly, like got super defensive, like felt like I didn't trust him, which, you know, in hindsight is kind of a red flag. Like, why are you freaking out and mm -hmm. looking at something if there is nothing going on? Um, but anyway, whatever. So moved past that. And then the second time, um, it was like actually an incoming phone call that I kind of saw over his shoulder and he reacted like a lot better to that one, like very understanding as to why I would be skeptical of that, but still was just sort of like telling me what was very clearly to me a lie like said you know she's no one they don't talk this is just a girl that they hooked up a couple summers ago but haven't talked since then she's friends with his friends up in new york um you know maybe she sends him the occasional picture of like his friend doing something stupid or like maybe his friends took her phone and called him just like these lies these i don't know these stories are just like so blatantly a lie <laughs> like i don't know what you're trying to pull but he stuck to it and like no matter how hard I pressed him. So it was just sort I was just sort of in a situation where I was like, I don't know. I didn't want to dump him just like based on a hunch. Like that didn't seem like the right option at the time. So I guess I just sort of accepted it and we moved on. So a couple of weeks from then, or maybe it was like a month, I had my phone stolen and he had given me his old phone. And for whatever reason, like I didn't, I didn't actually end up turning it on until like the next day when I was at work, he was all the way already on the way to California for a work trip. And when I turned it on, he hadn't cleared anything off. And there was like a full conversation with the girl. Lo and behold, um, I read the whole thing. And I mean, it was very obvious that like they had been in regular communication with each other. 
there wasn't evidence that like they had seen each other or anything like that. Like it wasn't sexting, but like it was still flirty and like obviously very hurtful that A, he was talking to another girl in the first place and B, that he repeatedly blatantly lied about it to me. Um, so I called him out immediately and like his reaction was as good as it could have been. He was extremely upset that this happened, not that this happened, that he did this to me and you know, he was freaking out about it and extremely apologetic. He was crying. I mean, he said everything like, I guess I needed to hear at that time. And in the moment I felt like he was being genuine and everything. And I moved on from it. And I guess it's just, I don't know, clearly it's still in my mind. It's been like about a month later and everything's good and back to normal. And like, I believe he is a genuine person. Like I know he loves me and wants to be with me, but at the same time, I, I can hear myself repeating the story out loud and like trying to imagine myself as if I was my friend giving me advice and thinking like, am I just being an idiot? Like, would I be like, you're being stupid? No, and like, you, you need to just end it now. So that's, I guess, where I am. <laughs> but, but, but so, okay, wait, I have a few questions. First of all, I think this has happened to just about everybody, a version of this. And, um, I think that, um, okay, well, what, what do you, how long have what you guys you been like? dating as well? They think about a year, almost a year. Is that right, Sam? Yeah, it's, I think it's a year, right? Hey, so, but, but what do you like about him? I mean, so many things. I mean, he's, I think we really complement each other very well. He's extremely smart and motivated. Um, he's funny and like we're very silly and goofy together, but I think he's also like, he's a, he can be an emotional guy too and he really supports me and everything. I mean, so, okay, I, we were talking earlier. There's two different things I want to touch on. Well, probably a lot because I talk a lot, but we were talking, we were all talking earlier about the pressure that especially women, I think, face to be in a committed relationship at a younger age and how we put my whole sort of ranting about, you know, trying to make a bad thing work that because it's some, it's like checking something off of the list. So I think that's just one thing to keep in mind as just in general, as you proceed through the aging process. <laughs> but the other thing is that <laughs> the first time that you drunkenly checked his, um, his snap text or whatever it was, um, mm -hmm. did you, you must've had an inkling mm -hmm. that something was happening, right? <clears throat> like you yeah. must've like, cause I, I, you know, a thought like I should check. Yeah. This. Right. Like, yeah. so something was yeah. making, something about the relationship was making you feel insecure. That's right. True. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and it doesn't feel great to be in that position because then you're also admitting like when you can during the confrontation, you also have to admit your own guilt of snooping, which fucking sucks. Um, at the same time, it's also like, how do you not when you have a strong right. feeling that something's going on that you don't know about? Um, and you, you don't want to feel humiliated or blindsided or taken advantage of. And that's completely reasonable. I think it's so it's so smart of you to have clocked his defensiveness initially, because in my experience, that has also been a theme um, like, <laughs> like, you know, my high school boyfriend and then my college boyfriend would say things like, well, she tried to kiss me. <laughs> then it's like, oh, that means they fucked. <laughs> but also, you know, take in mind as well. It's like you went through those text messages, right? Well, no, I didn't. I thought you said that you went through them when he gave you the phone and you read through their whole conversation and you saw that. 
Oh, oh, yes, yes. No, that's true. I mean, once once it was like fully in my possession. <laughs> yeah, I read them all. I mean, first of all, bro, <laughs> how are you going to give your girlfriend your phone and think that you have something sketchy on there and you're going to leave it on there? That is like, I'm sorry. That is oh my very, God. I very said to dumb. him, I was like, did you did that cross your mind when you came? <laughs> Seriously. But, you know, also keep in mind, if it didn't cross his mind because he left it on there, there's not that much to be overly uh, upset about you know he was just texting a girl and maybe it was a little bit flirty in which context well that's the thing so how sam how were like how intimate were the texts was it like you know what you up to like uh, at the bar with yeah, like my hard friends eyes. or or right or, or was, was it, it like, like i miss your nipples yeah. i can't wait Come to sleep suck on over. i dreamt about you last night yeah i was somewhere in between those two it wasn't mm. it really wasn't that it wasn't terrible or else like i couldn't see myself getting over it it was like a little bit of like what's up too but then like sometimes it would get a little worse and like talk about when they used to hang out or like oh like I, you should come visit me. Like she would say, you should come visit me. And then he'd be like, oh yeah, when? But like, not hmm. like, you know, nothing that was like, actually was actual action, but you know, enough well, that he was like engaging in This it. might hmm. be a question for Sim. Sim, wait, as a guy, <sighs> like- Bad. I, that's what I think. This is too. so bad. I'm so I hate when I give bad. I don't like being the guy that always seems to be the, the guy that gives the bad news to our callers because I love them so much and I don't want to see them go through something like this. But what this guy is doing is keeping his options open. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. True. Yes. True. Very true. Well, that's exactly he what actually, he's doing. He did. He did admit that. He did admit that to me. He like when I confronted him, like, "What did you get out of this?" And he was like, "Admittedly, like it started early on when." I guess I, which is terrible to say to you, but like I, where I didn't know where this is going and like now I'm so confident, blah, blah, blah. But so what do you, do your friends and family like him? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, everyone really loves him. And, like, I, I told a couple of close friends about this, and I think it's hard for them to reconcile, too, because they all think he's not he's not like your typical douchebag guy where it would be easy to be like dump him. Like they see him as like a nice genuine guy. Can I tell you, Sam, those are the guys you have to be really careful about. The only dumb move he made was giving you his old phone, but everything else is completely calculated. When you're texting someone you previously had a relationship with, you're keeping your options open. You're thinking along the lines of if I'm going to keep her in my life and just give her the occasional text exchange, because if something happens with you, I could always go back to her and reopen that. It's scary, but also, are you guys getting married? Do you see yourself literally having kids with him? Maybe she does. The other thing, too, you know, sometimes friends and family liking the guy, like you were saying, Sam, puts additional pressure on a relationship. But fuck, I think that you should always feel very valued. And I do think that it will always, there will always be an undercurrent of insecurity 
uh, the, that seed that he sort mm-hmm. of planted in, in your relationship. And listen, everyone wants to feel attractive. Everyone wants to feel sexy and desired. So it's not like he's, you know, clear, he's clearly not like a, a demon. But I also don't want you to be kind of paranoid all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's exhausting. And life is short and... And you're all so young and it's only been a year and it's like if you guys are already having this kind of thing, it doesn't mean like he's a terrible person like you're saying, but maybe you guys are just young and you're supposed to be dating to experience these things to see if like, do I want to marry you? Do I want to spend all of eternity with you? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it's like... You know, maybe you're just having fun right now. Maybe on paper he seems like the perfect guy in, like, image. And maybe he is, like, actually a nice guy. But that doesn't mean that, like, you're supposed to be with him. Maybe it just means that you're with him right now to learn these things and to experience Mm -hmm. this together. And if you make each other better, then that's really good for now, you know? If this keeps popping up... That doesn't seem like it's going to go away. Hey, Sam, it's it was two different girls that you know about. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't know what's better or worse. <laughs> but, you know, these are the things that you know about. And, and it's just, I, do you think that there's anything that he could do that would completely reassure you? Is there like a grand romantic gesture? That's a really good question, Does he, mm-hmm. Thank you, Sim. Because I don't know what he Because I, I, I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know either. Does he buy you like a racing horse? A, a race horse? That would, that that would, that would commitment. <laughs> Bella with the bad news. <laughs> Not his emotional commitment, let's say. But, but no, but, but truly, like, I, I'm just wondering if there's anything that he could do that would make you feel yeah because because the thing is is that if you do forgive him and you decide you make the decision to move on from this the thing is is that this is this is a scar you know and you're young Mm -hmm. to have this scar and it's it's a young relationship to have this Mm -hmm. scar and so you know in moments of insecurity and weakness and times of vulnerability in your relationship down the road this will come up and and I, I'm, I don't, I just don't want you to live that life. I'm sure that you do love him, and I, I'm sure that he loves you. But um, this might not be his strength, you know. And maybe just for right now, you know, yeah. Maybe it's like way later on, you could like run into that dude, and he's like, oh yeah, I learned from those mistakes. But it's like you guys are young right now, and that's like he is keeping his options open. And but like, if you guys are having fun, like kind of as Danny said, like. Then whatever, fuck everyone, anybody right. ever says about this and that. Like that's true. Bella. If if yeah. you're not like literally trying to get him to put a ring on it, and you're yeah. just having just as much fun as he is, and you know maybe you also keep your options open a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like it, it. A relationship is what you two decide. If you guys, let's say, want to even sleep with other people, you could do that. I mean, it is really to what your preference is. So if your preference is like, we have a friend right now, you know and like likes a guy a lot but is also like uh i don't know and we're like well you're just having fun it's not that big of a deal if you're just having fun and if you are then then great but then keep in mind maybe don't try and get too emotionally attached just in case this happens again and then and then it's gonna feel worse you're gonna feel worse it's true we put we put so much pressure on ourselves because of like what our friends and family think as well and what we're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and how a relationship is supposed to be defined but jealousy is is just the worst feeling in the world and i don't i don't want you to 
um, constantly go through that emotion mm-hmm. every single time his phone dings. Yeah. Are you going to think, is it some girl hitting up your guy? You know? Yeah. So maybe this is, if you feel like you you both are emotionally healthy enough to have a frank conversation about like, okay, listen, I don't want to feel paranoid about when your phone is dinging. Let's figure out sort of where we are. Do you want to explore other options and still have me in your life? If so, let's talk about that. If, if that's something that you can handle, Sam, if you can't, which I, I, I couldn't, I just don't think I'm emotionally built for it. I admire people that are, but, um, but, but I, no, definitely I, not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but, but I couldn't, but, but anyway, that would that be better would to be know one. though. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. No, I, I asked, I asked him that we've had those conversations. This is all, you know, it's reassuring in a way, but I'm sorry that I've been cheated on. Listen, my high school boyfriend who I'll refer to as Chad, he slept with Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. And I, we see how those scars I'll, last. I'll, I'll, I'll pull you my, see how that scar tissue yeah. never goes I'll, away. I'll, I'll, you, but don't feel too much pressure. I know like you're probably very driven career-wise, and it makes you want to check off, if you're anything like me, like check off the relationship part quickly. And... There's a wide world out there. Yeah, there's there's not an actual time limit. It's just like what family and society and all these things have put on us. Mm -hmm. Especially like you were saying, as women and at our age, I'm also 25 and I don't feel in a rush to get married. I have an idea of when I want to get married. But man, all my other friends and like what people even try to put on me, it's just like, it's it's actually kind of fucked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. (laughs) Men have more time than we do. That's (laughs) fucked. (laughs) And the thing is, is that I don't know if like, even if he did completely stop all flirtation one i think like we talked about earlier that you would still feel have have a sense of a bit mm-hmm. of insecurity but he may not ever like it, it may be something that stops for six months but then he feels the need to get you know validation mm-hmm. from about. other women That's what i'm worried about i'm worried about this guy is so insecure that he's going to consistently look for that mm-hmm. validation yeah and he he may never cheat, but it's it's just the yeah. the whole texting just to see if he still has it, right? To keep his options open in case something does right. happen. It's just I don't like it at all. There is one more important question: What? How many times do you orgasm <laughs> with this guy? You know, that is no, that's Damn, a serious Bella. important question because <laughs> yeah. like um, you know I don't know what kind of person you are, but for me, like sex is a really big part of a relationship in in my opinion. And it's like, that is like, if you're not complete, it's so hard to find someone that has all the check marks and is also the best person you've ever slept with that you're like, they get my body. They like, (laughs) yes, got this force around me, you know? And if he doesn't do that, oh, then girl, why are we even still talking (laughs) about this? You need to get rid of him then. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, but you, but you're right. Like it is, it is like having been, you know, really physical with somebody is incredibly important. But I, I, I also, and that that's something. Say, I don't want to put you on the spot, Sam. I mean, I do when I don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I think that that's definitely somebody to take into consideration. But I, I just think that. Well, I think what Bella said is completely right. That it is really hard to find somebody that is a good fit it is still worth the search Mm -hmm. you know of course of course um i don't want you feeling like uh 
that you're bracing yourself for a confrontation, you know, when you come home from work in mm-hmm. case mm-hmm. something in case happens. And, something and... Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, but this I is wish, hard. I know. I wish, I wish I could say, like, you should totally forgive him and it's not that big of a deal. And you know what? Truthfully, we don't know the details of the content of the text, so... Maybe we would all have different opinions of that as well. I wouldn't. Yeah, but you, you kind wouldn't. of have to I judge wouldn't. that. I wouldn't have. I would have the same exact opinion. Yeah. I think even if we were her close yeah. friends, it's still yeah. nobody can tell you what to do or what to and feel. And even if we say like, "Yo, go dump him," and all your friends are like, "Go dump him," it doesn't mean that that's going to feel right to you when you wake up tomorrow. It's like this is something you take day by day, and you got to keep your feelings into consideration, not his as the main one, because now you're in this point of like, "What do we do?" So look out for yourself right now sim would it make a difference if in the text the girl was the initiator no they're both complicit but that's complicated too because mm-hmm. we're in a time where like even like i i don't know i've always felt that i have more guy friends than girlfriends and that's really hard when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. um so it is complicated like i i i don't know i just wouldn't be like yo you can't talk to a girl because i talk to guys and then it's like, you know, it's like, it's true. If they are flirting and you're replying with that flirting, because guys hit, you know, guys want to get up on this. <laughs> when you reply with that, that's <laughs> like, are you interested now? I do. I think that Sam's gut is probably right. Yeah. I didn't listen to my gut very, very frequently. Well, that's and... why Sam wrote in because she, you know, she's going with her gut right now. I, I feel, I don't know, Sam, this is really, really hard. And I know you have a lot to think about. You have many discussions ahead of you. Well, you know what? And Sam, think about like, think about what you really, what you really like about him. If it is, you know, like you said, like his sense of humor, intelligence, uh, and then, you know, and also, you know, think about his level of integrity and how, what he gives to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And what you're going to miss if you decide to, uh, you know what, before you go to sleep tonight, Danny and I, we love to do list and writing things down. We want you to handwrite a list of really all the positive and negatives and not only just the he's smart and he's funny. No, I want you to right. get detailed and I want you to say everything. I, he gave that me he that oh, yeah. like that dryer sheet that yes. he wrote on <laughs> the way he looks at me when he touches my hair. It's like those those things you got to really weigh out in yourself because like the worst part is like breaking up with someone and then being like, Oh, should I, take I it have back, done yeah. that? Now I'm so sad, and I kind of just wish they're here. And it's here. another scar. And yeah, now it's he, another scar. But, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. but if he loves him. her, he will take her back in a heartbeat. Of you course, know what but I mean? now like, you have to keep in mind what he feels. Yeah. He yeah. feels also betrayed that she mm-hmm. broke up with him, so now he also has a disconnect. I think that, I don't know. I think that he... Yeah, that's, that's more what I'm scared about. That's more what I'm scared about in breaking up with him. Like, I don't... I feel like I agree with you guys in, in the sense of, like, I don't feel like I have, like, a timeline or I need to check something off or whatever. Like, I know I'll be okay, but, like, I just think it would be a mistake and I, like, that's what's scary. I hey. think every time you break up, you question that and you will miss him and depending on how long you dated, which was a year, you know, you're going to miss him for a time being and you might even think, like, let's get back together. But that doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't actually in the long run, like, live together and live a life. Right, Joe. So you will miss yeah, him no matter true. what. Also, keep in mind, if this yeah. was Prince Charming, you would know. Okay. You would know. Bella, you're saying so like don't act like it's things. the end of the world. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm playing all, all, all different sides. Yeah, you of the sure pattern. are. <laughs> but, I mean, she's got all true points, though. It's true. That's yeah, how complicated completely. this is. It's just is. kind of how I look at it. It's like every every one way street has four ways. 
Okay. And, and, and unfortunately, or fortunately, the, the human emotions are just so complex that we'd be a little bit ignorant to think of it only as one way. Cause you know, he's not even here. He's not even on the phone. Who knows? Who knows what he's Bella and Danny well. are going to fly to your hometown. We're going to come. We're going to meet They're this gonna guy. Meet I'm going to kick his ass. No, I'm kidding. I don't endorse violence. Or do I? <laughs> when it comes to kicking this guy's ass. Hey, Sam, I'm really sorry. I don't, I don't know if you wanted to hear this, but um, I really hope everything... S- Sim and I are sort of voting for, um, for, um, for at least a break. Yeah, I'm voting. For, I mean, I'm I'm voting for a, a break hopefully, sounds nice. yeah, a break that eventually leads to a break because I want him to value you. It's not to like mm-hmm. that. I yeah. want to like impose no, I appreciate heartbreak that. on you. But thank I, you guys for talking to me. Oh, thank you so much. Thank I'm telling you, you, you have I'm no. Such a big fan. Oh, I, I love you. And listen, I have to tell you that um, we are going to get. I think so many people have gone through this exact same thing, and so you're you're you're, you're not, not alone. alone. You're calling also. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, reassures a lot of people that, that this is, you know, a very, very familiar problem. Yeah, and I hope so. Thank you, Sam. Um, thank you. Please, All right, please keep us posted. I love you. Bye. Bye. All right, bye. All right. We have one more call and then we can end the show. Don't you think that's, but see, I, I, I agree. And I, I, I think a break is a good idea. Cause I do think he should appreciate her more. Like, mm-hmm. of course, but I also like, look, if you go through my phone, like there's hella guys mm-hmm. that write me. That's, like, but that's different though. You, if did you, you go through my boyfriend's phone, there is literally not like almost one Cause girl. he's also Besides like a guy's sister. guy. Yeah. But Some I guys are guy girls. Guy. <laughs> they have a like, lot of girlfriends. He's had relationships with these other girls. That he's, yeah, he's had that's also complicated. Yeah, that's that's, that's, right. It's, that's it's already been there. He's but slept with these girls in the past. So. Hooked up is also like uh, it's it's a little hard. It's like how serious do you yeah. both take that relationship? July third, Pete, Pete Holmes. Holmes. I'm going to introduce Anna Hi, right now. Hi, Casey. It's Anna. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys for calling. We have Pete Holmes here. Hello. Hey, Pete. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Casey, tell us what's going on with your boyfriend and more specifically his friends. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My dog's barking. Um, My boyfriend and I have been dating for about two years. Um, We met through a mutual friend that he lived with back in college. So we just moved in together in January, and everything's been really good. Uh, really, he's honestly been like one of the better roommates I've ever had. Uh, the only issue has been his actually his high school friends. So all of our mutual friends we met through moved away pretty much. They don't live in the area. And his high school friends have kind of taken it upon themselves to be here very, very frequently at our house, um, which would be fine, except... I don't get along with them that well. I kind of know they don't like me. We have very different viewpoints. They like to make jokes that my boyfriend has been wifed up and all that. We have our issues. How old are you? Can I'm sorry. I need I need 23. Contact. 23. Sorry. Yeah. So I was trying to like be nice to them, hang out. I'd be in the living room and it, we were having issues. Like one day I think I stood up to empty the dishwasher or let the dog out or something. And they just kind of changed the channel on the show I was watching. They came and changed it. Um, another day they totally just talked over what I was watching. They were making fun of it. I got frustrated. And that night I talked to my boyfriend and I was like, Hey, look, this is kind of an issue. Thought it was going to be resolved. And he came home with a new TV that they convinced him to buy for our spare room, which I thought would be good. Except now they were over. I think it ended up being five or six days in a row. They were over. Um, 
So my question for you guys is, am I overreacting? Should I just kind of let it go? Or should my boyfriend say something and maybe set some limits with them? I think the problem is your boyfriend. (laughs) It's it's not your, the guy is not doing you properly. I I just mean that this is a respect issue. He's probably having some panic that you guys moved in together. So he's trying to assert that he's still young and he can still see his friends because no group of friends convince a guy to buy a TV. He bought a TV because he's trying to impose an old way of living upon this new way. That's probably giving him some panic because he probably feels like he's wifed up. So his bro friends are making jokes like that, representing his pussy whip jokes, all of those things. But he agrees with them. Like this is a, it's a pretty big problem and it's a problem with him. It's not a problem with his friends. This dude needs to get right or get out. Completely. I, that's all I, you need I know. To I know Anna has opinions about friendships and dude friendships and all of that. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember, Casey, uh, like uh, I, I was 23 and I was dating this guy, maybe 22 anyway. And I remember his friends saying in front of me, like to him, like, oh, you're so pussy whipped. Oh, like what? You can't hang out with the fucking dudes anymore. You're so fucking pussy whipped. And I'm standing right there. And he didn't sort of shut them down. Not that I, I don't no, know. He it's should shut them down. This yeah, is not right. That's right not of course, but over yeah. the line to expect no, your boyfriend co- to course. be like, no, what are you no, no, doing? no, no. Of course not. But yeah. but it was also it said something about me that instead of sort of attempting to figure out a good solution in those moments instead sulking and later on that night being like why would they say that that hurt my feelings and i'm not saying casey that this because i don't know exactly what to say in the moment because it's if you take a stand and say like what the fuck is that wait what's going on you guys i don't understand what's going on can we all just be cool and your boyfriend's like oh like doesn't have your back and the dudes are like, dude, your girlfriend, man, she's kind of a bitch or whatever. Um, she's hot. She's hot, Casey. You're hot. <laughs> but, cool. but no, but I hope you hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I've thought about doing, but I didn't know just because knowing what they feel about me, like I didn't know if they would think it was weird or if he would think it was weird if I'd make things worse by saying something in front of them. So that's why I was just kind of waited until they left or like, I, I wouldn't like use confrontation. I think you have to be, if you love, do you love your boyfriend? Yeah, no, I do. And like, other than this, everything has been really good. It's just like, we moved in together and suddenly I was like, oh, geez, your friends are not who I thought they were. And that's been kind of this like wedge in our relationship. Yeah, that's a lately. huge issue. It's, it's, a, it's an enormous <laughs> issue. How old is your boyfriend, by the way? He's just turned 24, so he's a year older than me. And whose idea was it to move in together? Was it a lease situation? Were you like, well, my lease is up, your lease is up, or did you guys go, let's live together? So we were both living at home since college um, and both kind of driving really far for work. And we, it was kind of spur of the moment. We came across this place that was literally, we've been talking about it, and this place was literally everything we wanted. So we did it. And it is a month-to-month lease, so it was kind of like no pressure thing. And yeah, I mean, it's been good. Other than that, we it's good for us to both be close to work. And honestly, when I'm working, we don't see each other that much. So it wasn't, I do freelance. So I've been off for the past two weeks. And I feel like that's when it's kind of become more of a problem because I'm noticing it more. Casey, I think that Pete and Sim are kind of right here. I, I'm not sure I'm crazy about this guy. And here's the thing. We're all like sort of pressured by society to check things off the list. To, yeah. you know, to move in, to get married, 
to have kids, to get the job, whatever, in whatever order. Life is short and you have no commitment to anybody but yourself. If you are having like down the road, it might not be today or next month or the month after that, but if you're having doubts about this guy, um, which it sounds like you maybe maybe should a little bit, I don't mean to plant a seed. No, yeah. You can move on, you, you can know? bounce. Yeah, you I'll, can bounce. Moving in with somebody is a big deal. And this guy sounds like he did it for practical reasons, which makes my vagina dry up. It's like the least romantic... Least you loving. have the wettest vagina I know. I know. What I'm saying is if I were a lady, that would not be doing it for me. So you might have moved in a little too quickly, and that's okay. You could be like, look, if you want to live with your boys, go ahead. But I want to keep dating. I'm going to move out. This isn't right. Like, that's what you Completely. should say. If you want to live with these guys, live with these guys. Once she offers that up, once she says that, it'll be telling to see what his response would be. You know what his response is going to be? What? You, when you move in with somebody, it needs to be because you want to live with somebody and because you're in love with the, that person and you see a future. And you uh, rightly took it because you're a woman and you're probably more emotionally intelligent. You took it as an indication of how serious the relationship is. Well, this guy's doing like a classic bullshit guy move, which is like, I'm going to live with you. But I'm going to prove that I am still a guy, I'm still one of the guys, and I can still hang out. Okay, simple diagnosis. You, we moved in, we rushed in too quickly because we wanted to be closer to work and this place is perfect. That's okay, I love you, I want to keep dating, but I don't think you're ready to live with me if you're being honest. I don't think this is what you want, and I'm not getting what I want. So I'm going to move out. You can move in with, let me get some of their names, Kyle, Brad, Chad, <laughs> Chet, and I bet there's one of them that's Chet. called Ivory, because these guys sound like fucking douches, and your boyfriend sounds like a young 24, and he needs to work that shit out before he makes a huge life decision like sharing a space with a lover. That's fucking crazy. I want to applaud this right now. Yes, <laughs> no kidding. I yeah, wish... that was really good. Like, not what I expected, but that was really helpful, I have to say. And it's okay. You don't have to hate him to be like, I think we rushed in. You can keep dating you can be like i love you i care about i'm sorry anna it's, no 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 like, this is good it's okay i i'm not saying i hate you i'm not saying your friends are breaking us up i'm saying it sounds like you may be rushed into this that's okay we're both young i'm gonna move and we're gonna go back to like something that might be more comfortable for you because it seems to me like you'd like to hang out with me once a week and, maybe, and you know what that's called? Dating. And we're living together. And until you want to Netflix and chill with me five, six nights out of the week, don't fucking share a key with me. <laughs> yeah. Casey, truly, though, you you are sort of living as the, my scenario. When I first moved to L.A., I moved in with my boyfriend uh, immediately I paid the rent and then, you know, we were together for years, kind of unhappily. So I, I, I wish that somebody had said to me, like, take a step back. Is this person making you feel good or is this person making you feel bad? You know, the 20s are a time for self-exploration and, and selfishness, truly, a little bit. You know, it's like you're, you're figuring shit out. Anyway, so don't trust, trust your gut. And, and maybe people that you love, you know, are, around you will be afraid to tell you to be completely blunt like Pete just was. 
Um, but yeah, um, but uh, anyway, it's it's all food for thought, and no decision has to be made tonight. Or like I, I think said, it does need to be made tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to just say, He's like ready to get me out. <laughs> no, no, Casey. I also want to say I think this is important too. Is it's not a gender thing. If anyone tries to make you seem like you're the girl that doesn't want the flat screen. Fuck that shit. If a girl did this to me, I would just be like, this is inappropriate. This isn't what I want. And that's okay. So don't let anyone yeah. be like, oh, you're whipping or you're trying to. No, you're not. You say anyone in your situation would go, I'm moving in with my boyfriend. I don't expect the fucking goof troop there every night. <laughs> and that is that is a microaggression. It's passive aggressive. Ding it's unfair dong. to you. And he knows what he's doing. He's being way more of an asshole than he's letting on. Like this, this is coming from him because I've never had five guy friends show up at my house that I didn't want there. That's called a posse, <laughs> and the police would be called. And it really does. It doesn't <laughs> feel good to be that person who you know, like like I was, like late at night, being like, you know, basically asking, "Do you love me enough? Like, what's happening? Why, why, why is all this making me feel small?" And yeah, if I can prevent you from feeling that way, Casey, I would really love that. No, I think this is what I needed to hear. Cause like I said, all of our like other friends who I could go to are mutual friends and I don't want to like put them in a weird situation and I needed like an outside opinion. And I think this was good. This definitely helped. It's food for thought for sure. And also like trust yourself and, um, yeah. And, uh, and also constantly take temperatures on your levels of like, how good does this person make me feel? Because life mm-hmm. is fucking short. You could have a shit ton of lovers out there just waiting in the wings. Yeah. It's not the time to take it on the chin and be like, well, I'm 24 and this is my life. Like, we're all, old, we're all older than you, so we're just like, oh, man, we've been there. Yeah. I was going to say, we, this is coming we've from experience, Casey. This is all coming from experience. And hey, we're not even saying break up. We're yeah. just saying, no, you are free to move. You can That's go in right. any direction. You can do whatever you want. Don't be bullied by this literal group of bullies. And, you know, and you don't even have to be mad at him. You don't have to be like, hey, no. fuck you. Pete uh-uh. said you're an asshole. No, this, <laughs> this guy is also probably operating on some subconscious levels where he's he, he might have bit off more than he could chew and just be like, hey, let's just go back to dating. I, I just I'm going to move down the street. I want to keep seeing you. I just don't think we're ready to live together. And you know what? That's OK. It's OK. Mm-hmm. We're figuring this out. I don't like this situation. Go fuck your TV. <laughs> One of those inputs has got to be big enough. That's what I want to say right there. Yeah, go. I know you do. There's got to be some anger here. You're not calling in because this is easy. Go spoon that huge ass TV and call your boy Turtle and Munts and Randy if you get lonely because I'm sick of this shit. I thought we were going to be watching Downton Abbey and getting Grubhub, not hanging out with Skeet and Hockey Puck and JoJo the Idiot Circus Boy. Nobody needs it. It's okay. It's not even that big of a deal. Start looking at other places. It's all good. Casey, thank you so much. Casey, thank you. Thank you guys so much. You seem awesome. I love you. And thank you. Will you keep us posted? Yeah, definitely. I will. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.